Welcome to the Becoming You Forever podcast. My name is Emily Peterson, and I am here to share strategies, ideas, and ways that will help you become your best self, becoming the version of you that you want to be forever by incorporating all of these tools and techniques that are going to help fuel your body, your mind, and your spirit to truly be the version of you that you want to be consciously, on a conscious level, choosing for yourself who it is that you want to be. What's going on, friends? We're here for another day on the podcast. So grateful for you. So today, let's talk about what we want and what we don't want. Um, We've got all these ideas of things that are going really well in our lives. And then we have things that we think are really bad in our lives. But the thing is, we're the creators of our life. And so if we're the ones creating the life that we have right now in this current reality, and there are things that we don't like about it, we literally are the ones who can change it. We're the ones in control of being able to change the things that we don't like. And here's what we do. Um, you know, most of the time, unintentionally, we are creating what we don't want because we're focusing so much on the things that we don't like, the things that we don't have, the things that are wrong, the things that are hard, the things that other people are doing that we think are wrong, all of those things. We're paying so much attention to that, that all of a sudden that becomes the mirror of what we actually receive and have in our life. So the more that we say and the more that we focus on what is not going well or how much money we don't have or how that person always says or does those things that get on my nerves and they know that it affects me. So why do they do that? Let's take a turn inward and let's re-examine how we're actually creating that in our life. Say you have your financial situation and literally it's just a situation. You could look at your bank account, your statements, you could look at your paycheck and all of those things. And that is just a circumstance. Now this situation only has drama and only affects you the moment that you choose to have a new story, thought, or belief about this situation. So then we create drama in our life because we start to have a thought about it. And that thought might be, I never have enough. Why does it always seem like it's more is going out than is coming in? This is such a struggle. Why is this always happening to me? So the moment that you are focusing so much on that and you're becoming the victim and you're paying so much attention to what you don't have and to all the ways in which now it's something outside of you that is in control, you are just projecting that mirror out there and it's going to manifest in your life. You are basically telling the universe, this is how I want my life to be because this is what I focus on and this is what my brain wants. So this is what we're going to have in our life. And it kind of sounds weird. It sounds counterintuitive. If you've never explored this type of um, work and like the law of attraction or manifestation or anything like that, this could be kind of new to you. But just play around with it for a little bit. Here's another scenario. When your child 
acts a certain way at a certain time of day, maybe after school, they tend to be a little hangry or something. And you notice this so many times you've created evidence inside your mind that this is what always happens. So then automatically in your subconscious brain, your mind is going to this place of, oh great, I do not like when this child comes home from school. They are always so cranky and they're always hungry and angry and and anything I do isn't right or doesn't work or doesn't help them. Then all of a sudden, you manifest and create that in your life because you focus so much on that 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 becomes your new reality. But what if instead of having that be the focus and you start deciding right now, you know what? I'm just going to, whatever happens, that child gets to have their experience and it does not have to control me or affect how I show up in my life or how I feel and my emotions. How do you feel in that moment? You feel peace and then you feel in control and then, yeah, that might still happen. That situation might still happen where that child reacts and acts a certain way or whatever person in your life or something happens still. And somehow you have now changed your emotional response to this situation. And by changing your emotional response to the situation, it literally can start to change that other person's behavior. It can start to change the way things are from day to day, not because you're manipulating or trying to control things, but because you are just gaining control of yourself. And then you're deciding what really matters to you and who you want to be and how you want to show up. And then you take ownership of what you're in control of. And you realize that you can only control you, can't control the way the other person is and how they act. And no matter how much you try to make sure all the right snacks are out and available and, and they have all the everything that they could need that you think would make them happy, they could still be unhappy. So going back to the financial situation, if we look at our finances and we have that idea that we never have enough, it always seems like more is going out than is coming in, if we start to change the way that we view it and say, I always have the exact amount. I mean, all the evidence actually shows that we always have enough. Somehow, we are always provided for. Somehow, we're always able to make these payments. Or somehow, we always have food on the table. Somehow, these things are always happening. Somehow, I'm able to get more work hours in. Or somehow, I'm able to get a client. Or somehow, something just shows up and it works out. This is amazing. So which one makes you feel more powerful? Which one makes you feel more in control of your life? Which one makes you feel more empowered as yourself? Do you feel more empowered when you're blaming the world and outside things and, and saying that they now have control over you? Or do you feel more empowered when you're like, you know what? Fine. If there's not enough coming in, I'm going to do something about it. And you're going to figure it out. You're going to have an opportunity. You're going to have a job. You're going to have a way that either food or money or ways of all of this working out is going to show up. 
And it's, it doesn't mean we just sit there and hope that magically things are going to happen. It does mean, though, when we think that way, we're using our higher brain now. We're accessing solutions and ideas and our creative brain. And then we're able to come up with more solutions to our problem. So we become the, the empowered manifester of our life. We're the ones creating what we get. And so if we don't want to have certain things in our life happen, then maybe we need to stop focusing so much on how much we don't like it. If there's somebody in your life or somebody that you know or someone on social media that you just sometimes, every time you see them or every time you hear about them or something, it just brings this negative stuff into you. And you have these thoughts like, oh, I hate that person. Oh, they're so annoying or whatever. If you have those constant thoughts, then you are going to create more of that annoyance into your life. And if you want to have more of what you do want, then start focusing on the good and what you do like. Because naturally, those things are going to start kind of disappearing out of our life. The more that we focus on what we like and what we want, the more we won't give airtime and the time of day to those type of people or situations or that social media or whatever it is. Does that make sense? I mean, it does in my head and on paper. So here's an idea. What you can do something that I have chosen to do myself many different times because so many different things are showing up at different times in your life and you have a different focus and a different um, situation or a different mindset even in that time. So what I have done like in the past, the very first time I did this was I was right after I got home from my mission um, for my church and I had received a book called Remembering Wholeness by Carol Tuttle. And it's an excellent book if you want that. I mean, I don't get anything for that, but I'll just put that plug in there. Anyway, she talks a lot about writing a list of what you want and what you don't want. So this is where the idea came from. And it was about two or three months before I met my husband. And I had written my list of what I want and what I don't want. And I wrote things about what I want in um, someone that I would be dating or someone that I would get married to eventually. And then I wrote things that I wanted about my car, about my finances, about doing hair and having a job and things like that. And, And then I wrote all the things that I didn't want. And it was pretty amazing that I didn't even think about that list until a year after I had gotten married and everything. And I looked at it and I was like, oh my goodness, look how everything just like worked out. And then I even looked at that list. I think I still have it somewhere because I remember looking at it a couple years ago and on the, what I want is to be a certain size, like my body shape and size and fitness and everything. And like the size clothes I wanted to wear or whatever. And I have been that size since. I mean, it's fluctuated a little bit here and there as far as, you know, after pregnancies and things like that. But pretty much 
I've stayed the same size since that time that I wrote that list. And that's 18 years ago. Pretty amazing. So, I mean, of course you want to write a new list, tear that one up, write a new one, make your new stuff so you can manifest something different. But when you get it out of your brain, all the things you don't want so that it's not just stuck in there and you don't keep manifesting it and keep noticing all the things that you don't want. And then you write all the things that you do want. You are giving yourself eyes to see through a different lens. And then you're able to really, really hone in on where you're in control of all these things and how you're creating what it is that you want or don't want. And then as you just write it out, you journal it out, you keep track of it and kind of just decide, okay, how did, how did I manifest what I didn't want today? Oh yeah, that's okay. That's an area I totally focused on what was going wrong and all the, everyone around me being sick and all of a sudden I got sick, you know, something like that. And you can also see where, oh, but look at what I did want and look how I showed up instead of, instead of yelling at this person for this specific thing, I said something kind, right? So focus on what you do want, choose on purpose and intentionally to write those things down and create, create what you want, create your success, create the joy in your life, create your financial abundance, be the one empowered enough to create what you want. But you do need to acknowledge the things that you don't want as well. By acknowledging what you do want and what you don't want, you are giving space for both parts and you're showing love and kindness, compassion and attention to both parts. So think of the parts of what you don't want being like a child and the parts of what you do want being the adult. When a child comes to you and they're trying to get your attention, the best thing that you can do or that we can do is give that child the attention. Even if we're busy, we can still acknowledge that child and say, I hear you. I love you. Give me just a minute and I'll, I'll listen. Or we acknowledge and we, you know, we give them that time in that moment. So then on the other side, with what we do want, we make sure we also acknowledge that and say, you know, this is what I want. And I also acknowledge that I don't always get what I want immediately. So then we learn to have more compassion and be patient to see that the things that we do want will eventually come. But not everything is going to be immediate. We, we always want this immediate gratification and we want everything here and now, right now at our fingertips. But the best part is who we're becoming in this process and allowing ourselves to learn to be patient and to see the good, to celebrate the little tiny moments of the good and to not beat ourselves up in the moments where it may have shown up of not being what you wanted to create in your life. But giving time a day, giving airtime to both parts so that we don't push it away means that we're going to not resist and we're going to allow more of what we want and we're going to acknowledge and understand what it is that we want. And so instead of having the child, the things that we don't want, just always yelling at us, mom, 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 and you're getting really annoyed. Now you're acknowledging and giving them a little bit of that attention 
and then everything is more peaceful and calm. And then the things that you want, you're giving yourself the time and the patience and the compassion to be able to experience and receive more of what you do want. So I hope today's episode really helps you hone in on understanding what you really want and seeing how the things that you don't want are coming into your life, probably because you're trying so hard to push them away. We resist. What we resist persists. So when we resist it so much, it's just going to keep being stronger. But if we just allow it and we accept it and we're like, okay, this this is my reality. Nothing's gone wrong. We can come up with solutions now. Because we're not in that part of our brain where it thinks that everything is a problem and there's no solutions. No more are we afraid and in this fight or flight part of our brain, but now we're in the part where we're creative and we come up with ideas and we're patient and we're kind. We're compassionate with ourselves and we're compassionate with those around us. So see if this works for you. See how well it works for you. And we'll see you next time. Help you have a fantastic week. Thanks so much for listening to the Becoming You Forever podcast. If any of this was of a benefit to you, then I would just encourage you to share with your friends and family and on social media, and also to hop on over to iTunes and leave a review. It is so amazing when we get to help each other learn and grow and when we get to share what has been a benefit to us with others. So if any of these things have helped you or have piqued your curiosity in any way and you want further work with me, then please also check out my Facebook page, Emily Pete, and also insights from Emily on Instagram. And then go ahead and email support if you have any questions or, you know, any topics that you want to go over, www.insightsfromemily.org or at insightsfromemily at gmail.com. Thank you.